0: like right and let's let's face it if we have that mentality where we're like constantly like hard killing it hustle go you know doing the hard thing you know everything's painful like that kind of mentality of like that's the only way to achieve is going to put us in a place of like we hate our lives yes. like <laughs> it's gonna suck. 100%, yes and you know sacrifice like i just there's there's no reason why we can't have ease and happiness and success all in the same sentence you're listening to rebel heart radio hosted by nutritional therapist cassie knavel and professional esthetician and makeup artist genevieve blair a lifestyle podcast about clean living making money and badass people that inspire us endlessly The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Today's episode is sponsored by Amy from Rebel Nutrition. You can catch her in episode 104. She's the creator of Online Course Academy and is hosting a free masterclass that teaches how to create a profitable online course That brings in 5K a month, even if you're starting from zero. I've been watching Amy for years now. She's had the opportunity to throw out many courses out there, but the one that seems to be the mainstay that's there all the time that I've seen her do really well with is her online course academy. I've known several people to go through this course, and I've watched them just soar with success. So we're super excited to dive into it ourselves, and I hope that if you guys are interested in making your own course and learning how to get it out to your audience and build as you go too, this is a great way to start. In this training, you'll learn the number one reason most online courses fail. It has nothing to do with the size of your Instagram following, how to make a 5k month or more from your online course, and a precise calculation for how big your audience needs to be. Also, how to grow your audience while simultaneously building your course, and also why you don't need to be an expert before selling it it also gives you a good insight on how to sell your course online and how to generate buzz and excitement around your course topic to get as many students enrolled as possible without paying for ads. Most people have concerns about creating their own online course like what would I even create an online course about? How do I build an audience and who wants to even buy my course? Why would anyone listen to me when there are so many experts out there How would I launch or even market this to a tiny audience? Would anyone even buy? What about all the tech stuff? Videos, worksheets, audio lessons? Oh, the overwhelm. And what about the logistics? Coming up with content, deciding which information to share, and can courses really create enough income for me to live off of? You know, OCA will walk you through every single one of these fears step by step using video, audio and done for you email scripts and even design templates to make your slides and other supplemental course materials to make sure your students get results. If you want to join, text online course academy, one word, no spaces to 44222. Again, text online course academy, one word, no spaces to 44222 where you'll receive a link to join the free training. We'll also link to the sign-up page in the show notes.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Rebel Heart Radio. We are very happy, very happy to be back in your ears this week and kind of getting back into our, our rhythm on the podcast. And, you know, I think we're all... We're all experiencing this interesting transition into a very unknown territory when it comes to summer this year. And yeah, so <laughs> I, I know like right now for me, I am just thinking, how is this gonna go down? Like, what does this look like with school being done <laughs> for like both my husband and obviously, you know, preschools had, preschool has been done for, for my little guy for a while now, but yeah it's an it's an interesting transition for sure like how are you how are you navigating the transition with the kiddos right now
0: well yeah yeah it's really fresh this is our first full week out of school (laughs) (laughs) and so it's good but i think i'm kind of letting them run around and do a little more freedom than they normally get in the schedule and a lot of things because one i'm tired (laughs) and two (laughs) um i think it's good for them to kind of you know breathe a little bit and there's not much expectations beyond some of the basics for like getting some things done around the house but kind of just letting them play a little so it's it's good but um it is an adjustment like trying to get some time to record today was interesting <laughs> <laughs> you know a little management of feelings and you know trying not to be too bored and just oh gosh it's so it's it's good. Like I, I am for the first time lately starting to kind of look forward to it a little bit, but it's things like we bought a new tent. <laughs> Sounds silly, but I love the idea of doing like backyard camp outs and, um, you know, we're just trying to get a little more creative about how we're spending our summer. My back porch is like a second living room and it's full of plants and I love it so much, <laughs> you know, and, you know, just trying to look at ways how we can still have, um, a productive fun summer and be outside and enjoy things while still being safe during this time is a little bit of a, a juggle but I don't know how about you how are you doing during, during this new weather and <laughs> yeah I mean it's been it's been really nice to have the
1: um, no excuses to get get outside and move in the middle mm-hmm. of my work day Um, you know, I just kind of talk about this whenever we transition into summer, I feel like it's the same conversation for me on the podcast with just being like, well, you know, my kid's still in full-time childcare, so that doesn't change for me. I'm still working full-time and my husband Mm -hmm. is a teacher, you know, who normally teachers have the summer off, but he's off working his butt off at his second job during the summer. Um, and he has professed to do so until we have our student loans fully paid off. Yes, we are still paying for grad school right now. Um, (laughs) and Mm. so it's not a lot changes in terms of like our day to day and our schedule, except I'm just really, I'm enjoying the, the, you know, more daylight in the evening. We're pretty lax with Mm, bedtime with our four-year-old. I mean, I think a lot of you know, maybe parenting experts and sleep folks would be like, what is wrong with you? Like they're putting their kids to bed at seven. <laughs> I mean, little man stays up till oh, nine man. during the summer and he just sleeps in. And Same. as long as he gets the sleep, he needs, this is what I've figured out. I'm like, you know what? As long as he gets the sleep, he needs like, we are fine. Um, and so we Same. get to enjoy some, <laughs> some more evening time with him and going for walks. And obviously we have the puppy roadie who is, Just over three months old at this point. And so he is like slowly becoming, fully becoming part of the family. Um, But, you know, we're, we're looking at having to, our fam. So, I mean, our family has not canceled everything that was planned for this summer, it's a lot of like, you mm-hmm. know, cookouts and barbecues and get togethers. They always have a Fourth of July thing. They always have a, um, you know, a couple of things during the summer, um, like a rafting trip reunion. And this year we've made the choice to actually opt out completely and not go. And they're still mm-hmm. having it. <laughs> and I That's don't. So hard. I mean, I just can't see a world in which we're able to stay away from each other for a four day period of time on a rafting trip in close quarters. On a raft, like, period. On a raft. <laughs> yeah. You're literally not six feet apart on a raft. And so for me, I mean, Mm-mm. making that choice is one that I, you know, I could probably handle if I knew that when I got back, I would be able to quarantine myself for at least 10 days. And I mm-hmm. have to go to work. I have like, you know, my family relies on my income and relies on Josh's income. We're a two-income household, and so for me not to be able to have childcare during that time is not feasible because I would have to keep, you know, myself and my son and my husband quarantined from my my mom. And that's our biggest, you know, mm-hmm. concern right now. And so that's been, it's been a tough thing to have to say, no, there's a lot more uncomfortable yeah. boundary setting that's happening right now <laughs> with summer, Y'all. summer activities. Mm-hmm. And then it's also trying to figure out, you know, where can we loosen or find ways to be together that don't involve physical contact, but still getting to see each other in person and speak and and have that special mm-hmm. time. And so Um, you know, as the weather has gotten nicer, I've been able to, you know, like we spent some time together recently and we're able to just literally go on a walk and go to a coffee shop and, you know, keep our distance, but still get to enjoy each other's company. And I think that's something for my mental health that I need to be doing a lot more of. Mm -hmm. Um, And in Oregon, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just one of those things where like, man, it stays rainy until like early July and then you're good for a while.
0: Yeah, So we, yeah, we officially have, up. <laughs> we have nice
1: weather happening finally, but it's, it's been a, you know, June is kind of a crap shoot when it comes to that. And you know, nobody really, I don't mind going for a walk in the rain, but other folks usually don't. So, um, not all my friends are native <laughs> Oregonians <laughs> or Pacific Northwesterners, <laughs> or maybe they are, and they still don't like it. And I'm like, well, I mean, you get a raincoat, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> um so anyways it's, it's okay. it, yeah it's been an interesting transition to try and you know just figure out okay what what are the ways we can get kind of creative in social activity over the summer while also still respecting you know our own pretty strict boundaries and then other folks boundaries as well so it's not an it's not an easy yeah, one to navigate but we're we're doing the things so that's our That's our COVID summer update. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) we have a fun new section of the podcast. It's nothing fancy, you guys. We just have a space for shout outs. Uh, Genevieve and I have had so many conversations lately about wanting to shout out to other shop owners and business owners and books that we're loving and all sorts of things like kind of like a what we're consuming, what we're buying, what we're learning. And so we have a new segment on the podcast for shout outs. And Jen has a shout out this week.
0: I've got a couple because I couldn't decide. (laughs) So, I am really into accessories. If y'all have ever like spent any time with me for any amount of time, you know that I kind of just love accessories. Like I love jewelry specifically. And I really love clay polymer earrings because it allows me to have like this like statement on my ears, but it do- it's not heavy. And that is kind of important to me because really heavy earrings, just it feels like this like sensory experience that I don't enjoy. So it was when I found uh, clay polymer earrings, I was like, yes. So there's two different shops that I'd love to shout out. And one is XOXO underscore Bijou, B-I-J-O-U. And this is run by Naisha and she has... Fun neon colors at the moment. But she's also got some new products that are going to be um, just come out when this recording comes out. So I'd love for you guys to check her out. She's at www.xoxobijou.com. And I just, I love her earrings so much. And then the next one is from Formed Design. and She's on Instagram. Um, and you can also, her name is Ebony King. She also has beautiful polymer earrings that, um, I think it's so fun to kind of see how end of everyone's individual style of creating these works. And they're just, they're both beautiful humans. I've both had a, um. I'm I'm stalking their Instagram accounts, waiting for their restocks to happen because I'm on Nabsum as soon as I get a chance. (laughs) And so if you guys want to go support these uh, wonderful artists and their little shops, you can check them out on Instagram or their websites. And I so encourage you to do Okay, so let's get to the
1: meaty, the meaty goodness of today's episode. We are going to be honestly just like hammering out a very honest discussion about getting stuck in hustle mindset, in all or nothing thinking. And, you know, a lot of our discussions around anti-racism have actually fueled this discussion, which we were already planning on having on the mm-hmm. podcast as well. So it's been an interesting connection um, to make and, and see kind of come to fruition over the last few weeks, just in our own kind of personal discussions And, you know, this is this all or nothing kind of mindset is something that shows up in my life a lot and that I let have a lot of power Mm -hmm. over me. So I am like really excited to hear where you're coming from with all of this, because this is something you brought to me and you were like, this is what we're going to talk about. And I was like, "Okay."
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's because, I mean, there's something about knowing where your pitfalls are and knowing where your roadblocks are going to be to like, and then entering like new places in your life and like rein, reinventing something you thought you already had addressed. <laughs> <laughs> To make you realize this is still important. Okay, this is still like incredibly important and it's probably gonna be something I'm gonna deal with the rest of my life around boundaries, setting boundaries um, and allowing, because I understand how important consistency is in business. It's also important in parenting. It's important in self-care. It's kind of like the overarching theme of life. Like we wanna be pretty consistent human beings, but I have found that I cannot be consistent if I have not thought about the harmony in my life and let's be real like this is not balance balance is not real like (laughs) you cannot perfectly balance anything that's not reality it's going to be an ebb and flow um, of harmony just like you would hear in singing voices just like you would hear in an orchestra just like you know and it's going to be the harmony of your life right and and so for me when I started to realize and had this awakening around anti-racism and um, anti-racism education I was like it is so easy for me to go so hard and go back into that old mindset that doesn't work for me and is not sustainable of all like do go you know like like for instance listen to these phrases and I want you to me and Cassie and all of you to think about what does this feel like as I say this so just just listen going for it killing it just do it hustle, doing the most, freedom, autonomy, being an entrepreneur. What did that feel like when you were listening to that phrase? For me, my old me, I was like, yes, yes. (laughs) You know? And it fueled this annoying like voice in my head that was like, I'm not doing any of those things. Yeah. I honestly, the thing that came to my mind was, and this is just my
1: natural inclination. It's not true, right? It's a lie we tell ourselves. But what came to mind for mm-hmm. me was just like, oh, you have to do those things to get the freedom and autonomy that you get out of being an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's that they like, all feed into each other. Yes. And that's been the big realization for me. And again, we've talked about it on the podcast before. But one of the big Mm -hmm. realizations that I've had in my entrepreneurial journey and personal journey is, again, guys, rest is not earned. Like, can we just rest is not earned? Rest is not earned. Um, (laughs) We'll say that loud. Rest is not earned. I'm like, I think the whispering might get to them more because I'm usually yelling on the podcast anyway.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm usually the one. Yeah, so we flip flop there. That was good. But I,
1: you know. (sighs) And then the other piece of that, too, is every time I think about, you know, maybe the freedom and autonomy that come with growing my business to a certain point, mm, like managing director with Beauty Counter or launching the food blog or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, like those things are... They can't be the destination. The process has to be the destination. As my friend Lucia Holly says often, the process is the destination. Mm. And part of the process mm. is building in your own freedom and autonomy and time and a social life and all sorts of things while you're still pursuing those big dreams. Right. Mm-hmm. And getting out of
0: that hustle mentality. And it's so much for me when I hear those words I think of blood, sweat, tears, hard, uh, you, you know, like it, it, it's there's no ease around any of those words and any of that. And it's like not that hard work isn't important, but um, the importance of hard in the work is and the, the emphasis that's been kind of I don't know if it's like a societal thing. I'm not quite sure exactly why that became embedded in my brain. Um, I think there's a lot to say about, like, where that came from, but it it is not serving me in the long run. I I was not having success that I wanted. I was not living the life I wanted to, be, uh, period. Like, not sure many people th- stop and think about this, but none of us want to have a midlife crisis in our 20s or our 30s or our 40s where we're like, I hate my life. No way. Like, I hate all really? of this. I hate everything that I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, Right, and let's let's face it. If we have that mentality where we're like constantly like hard, killing it, hustle, go, you know, doing the hard thing, you know, everything's painful. Like that kind of mentality of like that's the only way to achieve is going to put us in a place of like we hate our lives. Like yes, going to hundred percent yes, and you know sacrifice. Ah, da da. Like I just there's there's no reason why we can't have ease and happiness and success all in the same sentence and hard work all in the same life, you know? And it's like, (laughs) there's no reason why we can't have that. But then it turns into, we have to kind of tap in to those things that are causing those roadblocks for us that are causing, and for me, that was lack of boundaries, like Mm. not setting proper boundaries. And that also led into, well, why don't I have these boundaries? And then it turned into... Well, that's because I don't know where to put those boundaries. I don't even know myself well enough, you know, to be able to to, to, to dream. I couldn't even decide what I wanted. I didn't know myself very well because I was, doing, I was hustling so hard, you know, that I couldn't even figure out what I wanted, you know, thinking about everybody else and, like, do I look like I'm hustling to them? And, like, is this person happy with my performance? And, you know, it turns into this weird, like, vortex of... Not me, <laughs> mm. you know, and it feels like just this massive amount of um struggle that is just gonna uh, result in, like, from in my life, it's resulted in physical breakdown, and that's just I, no, like, I, I can't be there for my family, I can't bring my things to the world that I want to, I can't have that autonomy and freedom if my body's breaking down, right? You know, yeah, I it's it's really interesting, I feel like this is
1: the culmination. Or, you know, one of many culminations of the, kind of this overall discussion that we've been having and uh, over the last couple of years, frankly, on the podcast and in our personal lives mm-hmm. of, you know, finding, it, first of all, the, the, uh, the BS that balances, right? There's no such thing as balance, right? There's tension, mm-hmm. um, right. right? And, and uh, focus, right? and something has to give mm-hmm. sometimes and most of the time that thing that gives is like our social life and our body um just overall health mm-hmm. of our body and for me at least that is definitely true for me and I find that's true for a lot of the folks that I speak with on this kind of subject of of hustle and everything um but the thing that I have find my, found myself ruminating on is that I have said I am very much so an all-or-nothing person. So many mm-hmm. times that, damn it,
0: I believe it, and it is not true. <laughs> like it doesn't have it's to become be a part that way. of our identity mm-hmm. when we say it. Yeah, and then, when we say it so much, it's like becomes ingrained, and we think that that's that's it.
1: Well, and like, people <laughs> think of me that way too because I'm an intense person, and so it's mm-hmm. it's uh, mm-hmm. perpetuated like that thought process is perpetuated mm-hmm. with the people and it's confirmed, you know, and validated back to me and until I allow it mm-hmm. to not be, right? And set a boundary, yep. it turns out. But I, <laughs> you know, I <laughs> I have to catch myself, you know, for example, and I kind of alluded to this in the podcast a little bit last week, but I was having a coaching conversation with my coach, Lucia Holly, and she was talking about, We were talking about friction around me, you know, getting into um, a routine when it comes to caring for my body and working out and finding consistency and focusing again on the process instead of the destination. And, you know, the Mm -hmm. process is the destination. And that's the thing I have always struggled with and continue to struggle with. And, you know, I I said, Mm -hmm. you know, I think I struggle with the exercise piece because I'm either doing it or I'm not. There's not a lot of in between for me. Right. Um, I tend to be awesome. an all or nothing person. Yeah, very black and white when it comes to uh, fitness in general. And, you know, she just said, well, what if what if that mindset, what if that all or nothing mindset did serve you? What if we give it the gratitude it deserves? It did serve you when you needed it to serve you. Um, and now it doesn't. Mm. So how do we adjust that? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, OK, <laughs> um, uncomfortable. We take baby steps. <laughs> we do what we can, you know. And it's, mm-hmm. it's so, no un, judgment. <laughs> it's so unnatural. It's so unnatural to me at this point. And the goal is to mm-hmm. make it natural, to make the process exactly what you're striving for each day are those little baby steps and making time for the things that matter when it comes to, again, your social life, your time, your autonomy. And, you know, one mm-hmm. of the things like going back to, um, kate northrop's work that she talks about is you know within this conversation around having to to pivot outside of a standard nine to five and become an entrepreneur you know Mm -hmm. we put ourselves into a position where we're working ourselves into the same grave we were before because we're still adhering Mm -hmm. to the same standards and the same schedule that we had and Mm -hmm. working ourselves into the ground even though we made that pivot so that we could have more freedom well we're not using the freedom we're not taking the freedom and creating our own kind of schedule and things like that and so I mean it's funny Mm -hmm. I was just talking with my trainer and it start it's starting to get hot and so we were meeting at like 4 p.m uh, previously and we moved to mornings and she was being so sweet and she was like I know you're so busy like I I know you're crazy busy. I don't want to like move anything in your schedule. And I was like, first of all, I'm the one who suggested this (laughs) to change the schedule. And second of all, you know, I was like, I actually and I had a moment where I was like, oh yeah, I make my own schedule completely and I can move things around if I need to. And you know, Mm -hmm. my husband, he is moving his days at work. Um, he was going to take Sunday Mondays off during the summer, but now it's going to be Saturday Sundays because his boss needed something different. And so we're having, Mm -hmm. I I was having to pivot for him already to do that. And now I'm pivoting back. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but like I can, you know, I have the freedom and autonomy to do that and it doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. perfect and I can enjoy things as I go, you know? Um, a lot of this discussion has been a ton of boundary setting
0: for you um mm-hmm. will you talk a little bit oh more my about that everything yeah for me the boundary setting um it had to be like well what is a boundary it was I mean i had to down to basics like and what's funny is like I had already set boundaries for myself in the traditional nine to five world with work like I had set really clear boundaries of like what I was willing to do what I wasn't willing to do how I wanted to be communicated with and I'd learned how to do that but it never translated to my personal life and it never translated to my family and never translated to entrepreneurship, you know, which is a very personal thing. Entrepreneurship is very personal. And it took me looking at boundaries a little differently because it was necessary to set a professional boundary for um, achievement. You know what I mean? But setting personal boundaries was a different kind of achievement that I didn't view as achievement. You know, like, Like, how do we view achievement and like, how do we view success and things like that? So it took me really like taking a real close lens at like, well, how do I even know that this is a problem? And it, it, it it can look, it can manifest in very different ways for every different person on how you, how someone is, could be struggling with boundaries. It could look like, um, struggling with making decisions or feeling guilt or shame in ways that you, like you know you get to have autonomy over yourself you shouldn't feel guilt or shame It's to be things like feeling like you're disappointing everyone or needing to um share for connection that one was something that took me a second to realize like i might have overshared like in hindsight i was like "Ooh, that was kind of an overshare why did i do that <laughs> turned into like why did i even share that and for me it wasn't an, an approval like i didn't need them to love me or like me it was that i wanted connection i wanted some sort of like human connection but it also I also is easily exhausted or overwhelmed, overwhelmed by others, um, getting resentful after like oh why did I agree to do that and like, or being in the middle of comp- accomplishing something that I viewed as like um, I was I had this duty to to fulfill something, and I'd feel resentful about it, or feeling like like I was being taken advantage of, or feeling exhausted or trapped in a job relationship that sort of thing, or I didn't like my life, um. Also, like fear of being rejected was like a big deal, too. And blaming myself for things that really genuinely back to that whole like guilt or shame thing. Like all of those things were like my 20s, mm-hmm. like <laughs> my, my teenage years and my 20s. That, that was my life, <laughs> like on a constant basis. And I think that's what led me to um, naturally put in professional boundaries. But once I left that nine to five world behind, um, and I start, and I had those same feelings. It didn't compute. I didn't understand. Like <laughs> I had total control over my life, but yet I had all these same like struggles, but in different ways. And so it's taken me a long time to be like, I had to go inward, like really look at myself and really get to know myself really well. Um, and I'm still going to be on that journey because I think I get to know myself in a different way, in um, different circumstances and different reactions to things. And so some things that have been really important, and I know that you've got your own list of things that have helped you get to know yourself and things, but some things that really helped myself through that self-trust and that awareness and that, um, you know, how do I, how do I lead through this was getting to know myself through things like the Enneagram, like understanding the Enneagram has given me dimension that I didn't know I had and given, I've given myself permission that I didn't know I needed to do, like I didn't need to look at um also like the four tendencies I know we've talked about a lot of these frameworks on here but they have been so impactful for me that I can't not talk about it oh I mean <laughs> um, if this the is four just, tendencies we're just gonna keep talking in. about mm-hmm. it for forever <laughs> because it, it, it like and it also it shapes how I interact with other people and how I understand them you know it helps me understand their trauma differently and like what is toxic for them versus what's toxic for me and it's been um, super important to understand where I need to set a hard boundary for myself because I'm like crossing that boundary is going to end up in bad just in general. Like what what else has been good for you in that process? Because I know that you've been on this like self-discovery journey as well. Yeah.
1: I, you know, part of, you know, for me actually setting boundaries is not usually something I struggle with. I actually probably set too many mm-hmm. boundaries and like don't let people in as much. <laughs> um, but I, you know, <laughs> a lot of what I've learned about this process of setting boundaries and keeping them—that tends to be what I struggle with more—is setting them and keeping them. Mm. Is mm-hmm. is that piece of self trust? Just like you were saying, you know, that the mm. awareness and intentional action that come from having that self trust and realizing how little self trust I did have. And that was, I mean, you know, a mind F, let's be real. So I'm, I'm with you. I think the Enneagram and the four tendencies have been a huge help in, in helping me see what, how I engage in the world and how I can kind of show up, let go of this all or nothing mindset that I feel like is required of entrepreneurship and then, you know, go Mm -hmm. and embrace setting boundaries and you know for me mostly in my professional life so that I can have a personal life and it's been I mean even just in the last couple of months like I see this ever present and very evident in my life because you know with something like beauty counter for example you know, hitting managing director last month was a month where it took a lot of sacrifice. Last month, it was a lot of sacrifice. Mm -hmm. I was taking calls at Mm -hmm. like 7am and I was taking calls at 7pm, 9pm. (laughs) Like I -hmm. was... You know, shutting myself in the bedroom so that because we live in a tiny one bedroom house, so that the boys could be out in the main living room. And I was shut in the bedroom with like no view, no good lighting, just like staring at a computer. You know, I was exhausted. I was tired. I was also stoked out of my mind and super excited and making big waves for our family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, during that time, I had to, and my husband and I kept sitting down and talking and I kept saying, like, please tell me when this is too much. Um, because I know Mm -hmm. like his boundary is different than my boundary for that. But I also knew I was in danger and I started the month out by saying this to him. I said, I'm in danger of getting stuck in this cycle that I'm working toward managing director for the, until the end of time. And this is something that, um, Jess, Jess Gertner and I were talking about just the other day. I, you know, I was asking her like, how is everything going during pandemic time? And she goes, you know what? I'm having to remind myself that I literally can't work the entire day. It is so easy Mm -hmm. for me to work from sun up to sundown. And I'm like... Me too. <laughs> Me too. And so this is a really—I mean, this is a really timely thing. And so I had to remember almost like unearth, like okay, what were those boundaries that I was setting in my personal and professional life, so that I could have some semblance mm-hmm. of rest and sanity and enjoyment. Um, and it was a reminder, mm-hmm. harmony. Of the, yeah, mm-hmm. harmony, absolutely. And it was a reminder of that self trust that I had works so hard to build up but isn't quite solid enough for me to be like oh yeah I've totally got
0: this figured out like nope I don't I absolutely don't (laughs) um right because it pivots and changes all the time and so when you think you've got it that's actually honestly guys I went through a grieving period in March like like there was like a two three week period where I was just pissed I was just mad because I was like I am just now trying to figure this out and now like all of this is being thrown at me I felt like I went from training wheels to like jet fuel into like I'm traveling to the moon or something I'm just like (laughs) I wasn't ready I'm not ready okay like I was having a total temper tantrum like (laughs) but I had to acknowledge that yes this I don't like the way this feels and I need to be just acknowledging and see it from like a 30,000 point view of like yeah I have these feelings and it's there and it's like okay why is that there what can we do about that? What we can do, what can we do going forward? But it was like I had to acknowledge that feeling because I was mad. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I was I was not ready. <sighs> yeah. I'm with you, girl.
1: Well, I think, um, honestly, this is a discussion that's absolutely going to continue <laughs> on the podcast. One about oh, yes. one about boundaries. Oh, yes. Like I really appreciate you sharing your your perspective and your journey. I think it's been um, I, again, a really beautiful thing to watch over the last couple of years and seeing you kind of mm-hmm. find out how, you know, a lack of boundaries actually doesn't serve you and it doesn't serve the people who you thought you were serving mm-hmm. in not setting the boundaries in the first place, right? and right? it's
0: just a lot of yeah no
1: <laughs> it's it's just a lot period like let's just be real um yeah. and i want to like reference um you know our favorite boundaries person which is uh, nedra twab um and she is a genius mm-hmm. when it comes to all of this mm-hmm. goodness um but you know i think I think we're going to have to keep coming back to this discussion around like leaning out of that hustle mentality, that all or nothing mentality and finding joy in setting boundaries that work for us in our lives and our businesses. So, um, yeah, I think, I
0: think that's it for today, friends. All right. Before we say goodbye, I have to, I have to lead you, leave you with these words from Nedra Tawab. She has single-handedly been incredibly important for my journey through this boundary setting (laughs) wilderness is what it feels like and she is a boundaries expert she's a therapist and she's um, based out of North Carolina she has there's this post that she had on Instagram that was kind of a mantra for me and I want to leave this for you guys from Nedra it says repeat after me I can control how I spend my time I can control what I allow from others I can control who I choose to have in my life. I can control how I show up for myself. I can control the narrative that I create about myself. I can control making choices reflective of my values. I can control my reaction when things don't go my way. I can control what I allow to restore or absorb my energy. I can control the decisions that I make for myself. She is an incredible human being and i'm super grateful to be able to um take in her content that she creates on instagram and i hope you guys go check her out and and in the meantime we're so grateful that you were able to join us today and we'll catch you next week thanks for joining us today on this episode of rebel heart radio You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes and we'll catch you guys on the next episode.